You know the difference between hockey and those other sports? You gotta be tough to be a hockey player. I idolize Dominic Kaczyk. I played goalie because of Dominic Kaczyk. My life in hockey has been started because of Sabres hockey. I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it. But when you screw up for the fans as much as this team has over the last, like, five years, and just don't hold yourself accountable, I'm sorry. I'll hang up and listen. I'm sorry. Welcome to Two Goalies, One Mike, an in-depth look and behind-the-mask conversation about the greatest game on earth, where everything goes and nothing's off limits. Now I'll tell you something about this guy. This is only three minutes, eh? Whammo! Yo, welcome everybody, folks, to I'll Hang Up and Listen. Uh, Sabres lose 3-2 to two to the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, in overtime. Uh, really tough loss, uh, especially, and as me as a goalie, I'll say this firsthand, Malcolm, Malcolm Subban uh, made the save of the year throughout the league. Like, hands down, there's no save that's been made right now. I mean, I, that one by Thatcher, I'm going to come to mind, but... Uh, I mean that he made the save of the year tonight. Uh, you know, we didn't even know we made it until they went to replay where Rob Ray had possibly one of the worst reactions to an unbelievable save like that, that I've ever heard. It was, I mean, I love Rob, but it was like utter confusion, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was um, rough, you know, a, you know, a, a rough way to lose, especially when you have your goalie make an enormous save like that, a save that's going to definitely be on all highlight reels tomorrow. Much like we saw, you know, the the Zegers Milano goal, maybe to not that extent, because that happened on ESPN Plus, and their league is going to try and push that. Whereas the save was just made on the normal broadcast with MSG. But I mean, that that save made its rounds all over Twitter. Everybody was tweeting it. It was an unbelievable save, and I'll show it here very shortly. Uh, unbelievable save by Malcolm Subban. And again, a three and a three-two losing effort in overtime. So Subban stuffly stole them a point tonight, without a doubt. Um, also, uh, some other noteworthy things is Rasmus Dahlin uh, scored his sixth goal of the season, uh, six goals in thirty games. Uh, his third in as as third in as uh, I can't talk. Third in as many games. So three, three, uh, three goals in three games. Jesus, learn to talk. Um, I believe he had six goals in 56 total games last season. So, you know, since being reunited with Yoki Haru, he's really, you know, kind of turned things around both offensively and defensively. But uh, from the defensive side of things, things did not look great for Buffalo tonight. Giving up 40 shots, 48 shots. Malcolm Subban being forced to make 45 saves. Again, in the overtime loss, um, they've taken five out of the last six points, though, which is which is awesome. Uh, you know, the team seems to be trending in the right direction. Obviously, you got the bad news, uh, you know, last week, the Casey Middlestat. But, uh, you know, we are very close to getting Alex Tuck to making his Sabres debut. Casey Fitzgerald also with, um, you know, making his NHL debut tonight. Parents in the house for it, too. Uh and was one one goal short of a Gordie Howe hat trick, uh, an apple on, um, I believe it. Want to say it was, it might have been the Gergensen's goal. I can't, I, I can't remember which which one it was. It might, it was a second goal, uh, but uh, you know Fitzgerald had an assist on it, and he had a fight. Um, 
uh, you know, coming to the defense of Vinny Henestroza, got himself into a fight. Uh, you love to see that. Two fights tonight, Tage Thompson uh, sticking up for Jacob Bryson with, uh, I think, it, um, with Ashton Reese. And then uh, you saw uh, Casey Fitzgerald fight Lafferty in defense of Vinny Henestroza. The Vinny Henestroza hit was clean, but, you know, Fitzgerald was right there. You know, maybe he felt like he wanted to make an impact in his first game. Really, maybe you know, earn earn himself some respect in the uh, in the locker room with the boys. I, I could totally see that. I believe he was a 2016 third round pick. I think it was like 80 something, 86 overall. So you know, he's been he's been developing down in Rochester. So you know, the most recent call up by Buffalo, but you know, very impressive start. I guess you know this game was full of like kind of individual uh, accomplishments. You know, you know, individual highlights, individual positives. Again, again, you see Casey Fitzgerald make his debut, get his first NHL point, first NHL fight. You saw Tage Thompson stick up for for Jacob Bryson, which was awesome to see a guy his size, uh, you know, not being afraid to go in there and you know stick up for his brother out there. Um, I love I love seeing that. Who doesn't love seeing that? Um, again, you saw Rasmus Dahlin continue on this tear that he's been on as of late. You know, two weeks ago, everybody hated Rasmus Dahlin. Now it's just like, holy, holy shit, man. This this kid is looking to be like the player we drafted. You know, the goals he's scoring, he's absolutely blowing the puck by these goaltenders. They don't even stand a chance. Um, you know, he's controlling the play. He's driving play. Um, you know, when he's when he's bringing the puck out of his own out of his own zone into the offensive zone. You know, he looks like that kid that we that we drafted him to be that offensive dynamo, that offensive threat. It, it's been a lot of fun, a lot of fun to watch. Um, you know, shots on goal for the game were again very heavily in Pittsburgh's favor, forty-eight to twenty-one, which makes it that much more impressive, obviously, for uh, a guy like uh, Malcolm Subban coming in off his first game after an injury and a, a lower body injury, and you know, coming in and really performing as well as he did. Uh, Sabers' goals today were. Uh, let me see here. Uh, we had Zemgus Gergensen's Rasmus Stalin were the only two goals. Uh, so, and assists also going to uh, Casey Fitzgerald, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, Hayden Akposo and Rasmus Asplund. Uh, for Pittsburgh, uh, goals were former Sabre Evan Rodriguez scoring the uh, opening goal, which, you know, there's been a lot of hype around him in the seasons he's been having, especially here in Sabres land, because obviously, again, he's a former Sabre. Uh, a center at that. So, you know, you kind of left your head scratching, like how, where did we go wrong with Evan Rodriguez? Well, uh, you know, maybe it was the, you know, the coaching uh, carousel, the GM carousel, just the mishandling of him is entirely as a player, you know, things probably could have gone a lot better because we all saw the talent in here. This saw the drive. We saw the effort every single game. The kid left everything out there on the ice every time he played, you know, so you know, we have nobody but to blame but ourselves. You have Brock McGinn getting a goal, uh, Jeff Carter, uh, Sidney Crosby with an apple, Matheson with an apple, and uh, Chris Letang with two apples. I believe that actually puts him at 602 total points in his career, which is extremely impressive for the defenseman. Uh, I believe they showed a graphic earlier in the game, too, about that. But Penguins go one for four on the power play. Sabres zero for three. Spent a lot of time in the box tonight with both fights. I know Tage Thompson had an instigator. Um Sabers, you know, when the hits the hits battle, I guess thirty-two to twenty-eight, and blocked twelve shots to their eight. So, um, you know, again, obviously Pittsburgh 
without a doubt controlled the game mostly from start to finish, you know, but there were some small victories from Buffalo uh, that we can be, that, that we could kind of like put, you know, put the feather in our cap for um, again, as I mentioned before, I'm going to show you guys actually right now that, uh, <laughs> that, <laughs> that uh, save by Malcolm Subban, which um, was unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. I'm just still kind of like in awe of it. So just give me one moment here and I will bring that up. We got it right here. The save by Malcolm Subban. Unbelievable. Before Mark. <laughs> right here. And this is what they're taking a look to see if this puck gets across the line. Well, that looks right there. It doesn't even. Oh. Yeah, that's that's that could be right there. That's it. But that shot right there, you're still seeing it on the red paint. It's not 100% across. You can't see it. At the uh, obviously, a terrible, terrible reaction by uh, our own Robert Rob, uh, Robert Ray on color commentary. Absolutely terrible reaction. You would expect more from him. But I mean, we didn't even see the we even see we weren't able to react to the save in real time because we didn't realize it happened. Um, you know, I would have loved to hear Rick uh, Rick Jenneret RJ losing his goddamn mind upon realizing that that was a save by Malcolm Subban. Again, that is a save of the year. I don't care what anybody says. That that was unbelievable. The worst part about that about that whole sequence was the fact that he wears number forty seven. I absolutely hate him in that number. I hate goalies and the number like that. I mean, whatever. Maybe that's just me being a picky or a weird goalie. I, I hate that number out of goaltender. 47 makes zero sense to me. Uh, you know, if you're going to wear a 40, it's like 40, 41, or, you know, you go the old 43, you know, play, pay a little homage to Marty Baran. But I, I can't stand, cannot stand 47 on a goaltender. Uh, again, so, uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, UPL had the night off after, you know, a string of very impressive starts where, it's going to make a very difficult decision for, for Buffalo once Dustin Tokarski comes off the COVID list and is ready to return. Um, do they send Dustin down, you know, you know, wave him and send him down to Rochester? Or do they send UPL back down, uh, you know, uh, to, you know, help a, very, a struggling Rochester Amherst team? Because I think, and you know, I don't want to get lost in all of us. Obviously, we want to keep getting points up here when we can, you know, with, with in Buffalo. But at the same time, you know, I think the team that we also need to focus on are in fact the Rochester Americans, because that's where you have your Peyton Krebs, your uh, JJ Paterka and, you know, your uh, Jack Quinn, uh, you know, Samuelson, all these, all these kids down there that are perform, you know, performing very well. And I think UPL gives them the, uh, the very best chance to win. Um, and you want that team to make a, uh, a deep playoff run. So I, uh, I am as I, as much as I would be, be fine with them keeping UPL up in Buffalo. I am actually even in more favor of them sending them back to Rochester because I think it's very, very, very important to get these kids into a situation where they're making a deep playoff run, where they're playing games that matter. Very, very important games. The possibly other than those guys who have, played in the world junior tournaments, uh, you know, you know, where they might've been playing for medals, uh, most important games of their lives to win a Calder cup. 
uh, they could take that experience and bring it to the NHL. And I think it would, you know, pay huge dividends in terms of their NHL careers. Um, you know, I, I remember, I believe it was Steve Shields. We talked to him, you know, how, how big of an impact, you know, winning a Calder, winning a Calder Cup made on his career uh, and eventually his career here in the NHL with Buffalo and later on, I think in San Jose, it, you know, it, it does make a difference. It does mean a lot um, to have those kids gain that experience it's an experience that they probably, you know, most likely won't have here in Buffalo this year. So their next game, um, as I, you know, I bring it up here real quick. Um, let's see here. Uh, I know they, uh, don't play again for a few more days. It is they play next as I am trying to stall December 20th against Columbus. Um, again, you know, should be a tough, tough matchup. I'm assuming you'll probably get uh, Elvis Mers Lincoln's in that there. Uh, always a tough team to play against, you know, you know, the Columbus blue jackets, uh, not having a bad season from uh, what I, from, you know, to my own recollection. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Columbus, you know, they're 14, 13, and one. Uh, you know, guys like Max Domi are having a good season. Uh, Zach Gorinsky, always going to have a, you know, be, be playing phenomenally. Uh, sorry for the uh, hold up here. Um, leading goal scorers there are, you know, Boone Jenner, uh, with 11 goals, point score, leading point scorer right now, looks like York Strand with 23. There's also Jacob Voracek, uh, with one goal and 21 assists. That's kind of wild. He's normally no more known for his goal scoring ability, but right now he's got 22 assists or 21 assists and one goal for second on the team in points with 22. And then whereas Lincoln's is having a pretty good year, 9-11 save percentage um, in 19 games played 11 and seven record. Whereas Corpus Allo, a guy who I think should be on Buffalo's radar to be somebody that could, you know, be a mentor to a UPL next season. I hope that, you know, they, they make an effort to go acquire him uh, right now is three, four and Oh, in nine games played with an 891 save percentage, but we all know we've seen him. The one anyone who's paid att pays attention knows that uh Corpus Sale is a very good goaltender. Um, so uh, you know, updated stats right now for Buffalo. Uh, you know, Dylan Cousins 15 points, eight goals in the season. Uh, notables, I, this is still extremely surprising to me. You have Kyle Ocposo with 20 points in 30 games. The guy's having a small resurgence on his career. Uh, phenomenal to see Victor Olofsson, 17 points in 22 games. Um, and then, again, Rasmus Dahlin really starting to turn it on um, offensively, again, and defensively, 18 points in 30 games, leading uh, leading all defensemen by a large margin. Uh, next closest would be Colin Miller with 11, who started off his season pretty well but really fell off fell off quite a bit, you know, to the point where he was a healthy scratch. Um, hopefully he can turn it back on because I think that can make him as an, a, a right-handed defenseman, a very nice trade piece at the trade deadline, um, you know, but we'll see. So uh, with that being said, guys, uh, you saw the save. Unbelievable. Uh, unfortunately, in a losing effort, 
uh, 3-2 uh, tonight to the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, um, led by Evan Rodriguez, of all people. Um, you know, obviously, we know the leader there is Sid the Kid, Sidney Crosby. We'll still always call him Sid the Kid. But, um, you know, they don't play again until, I think I said, I think it was Tuesday. Um, against the Columbus Blue Jackets. So, you know, guys, I will uh, hang up and listen. Um, you know, sorry for getting on here so late tonight, but uh, unfortunately I had a very long day at work and, you know, the struggle was real staying up immediately after the game to get up here. But I'm glad I, I could and get out here with all you guys. And remember, this is brought to you by Outlet Liquor. Uh, what's your outlet? The place to buy a case over on George River Boulevard. For all your game day or game night needs, stop in there. Tell them Trainwreck uh, Sports and Two Goalies when Mike sent you. They'll take care of you. And, uh, you know, I have three words for you guys. Let's go Sabres. Hey, everybody. This is Dwayne from Two Goalies One. Mike here to remind you that after you get done listening to the episode, which I hope you loved it and I hope you enjoyed it, please be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you are using Apple Podcasts, do me a favor. Please be sure to leave us a five-star review. And of course, write us a review. It goes a long way in getting us noticed and getting us some kind of recognition in this world of podcasting. It goes such a long way. And obviously, if you're watching on YouTube at Two Goalies One Mike, hammer that subscribe button, leave us some comments, show us some love with some likes. Again, it goes a long way, and we really appreciate your love and support. To those of you who have been with us since episode one, Thanks for sticking with us for this long. For those of you who are jumping on the bandwagon right now, I promise you, you will not be disappointed. We have a season of guests that are going to blow you away. Uh, this year for hockey is going to be big with them going to ESPN, TNT. We've already seen how great it's been. Just, you know, they just got done with the first two nights of the season. It's been phenomenal. We get Gretzky back, Gretzky and Barkley. It's it's phenomenal. It's absolutely phenomenal. So we are going to have so much to talk about this year. Thanks for hopping on with us. Thanks for listening to this episode, and we will talk to you soon. Come on, let's go to the Blue Hotel. I want to live at the Blue Hotel. The podcast that goes everywhere the imagination dares. It's for the open-minded, the pleasure seeker. It's Jeff Woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality, theme-based with special guests, the Blue Hotel Hotline, and every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story. Get a room and listen in at the Blue Hotel. Begins Friday, September 23rd. Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app.